0: When Stacy and I first moved back from LA, we actually uh, were asked to serve at a small church on the Western Slopes. And so we were at a a small church, and I kid you not, the name of the town is Rifle, Colorado. And um, I I know some of you are like, what were you doing in Rifle, Colorado? And it was a culture shock, let me tell you. But uh, Rifle, if you know, it's a beautiful place on the Western Slopes off I-70 past Glenwood Springs. And uh, don't let the name of the town fool you, it's a wonderful place. And you know a place is wonderful when you show up there and on the first day you're there, there's elk chili on the porch for you. And uh, that's how loving this community of people were. And, but um, Rifle is, you know, it's about four hours from here on I-70 and I love that drive, you know, that drive through the Rocky Mountains, is, it's just spectacular of all the world, you know, and you consider the option, going the drought of Kansas and Nebraska, and that drive is even more remarkable. And um, I remember though, when you live there, um, it, you can get kind of feeling like you're stuck in a small mountain town. And I remember that one of my friends in Denver's dad had just passed away and, and Stacy and I just sort of made the, the call that I needed to be there. And um, I remember that it had just snowed terribly. And you know, um, it's just like get in the car and take your time, right? And it took me seven hours to get from Rifle Colorado to Denver, Colorado. And I remember this drive, it was so icy and it was so bad that it was one of those where rarely, rarely do I have, do I not have music on or an audio book or something. And it was so dangerous that I literally turned all my music off and I would just try to be as still as possible. And I was just creeping along most of the time and through just gorgeous, you know, you know, vale and uh, all these beautiful passes and the Glenwood Canyon in the winter. It's just, just remarkable. But I remember it was, it was... Um, it was like Narnia, you know, like that cold, like uh, always winter and never Christmas is kind of how I felt, you know, and a <laughs> and long time in the car and, and I needed to make it for this funeral. So there was no stopping. It was just like, I've got to push through. And I remember that um, this, this cold, wet, this darkness, I remember that once I, once I hit golden, someone on the road construction crew had literally put a sign up that said, the sun is coming. And it was like, like really a remarkable miracle, you know. After like six and a half hours of driving, and you see some nice road crew guy thought it would be funny to put the sun is coming, and literally the Denver sun had just come out and it was like melting away the snow. And I was like, that is so beautiful. That this road crew guy knew that someone would be driving through these passes and that moment for me is this moment of this journey of Advent, this moment of hearing again these words of hope, hearing again these words of salvation from these ancient stories and these ancient songs we sing. And the verse that we're working on today, uh, it comes from Isaiah. It's a po- he's a poet, and he says these words, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for darkness shall cover the earth and the thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And then the whole poem ends with this one line, the everlasting light will shine on you. And so I I literally thought of this when I was on my six and a half hour journey through the Glenwood Canyon and coming out on the other side. And haven't we all thought of this beautiful verse, this promise that light will shine whenever we've been through a dark valley? And I don't know about you, but the news this last month, it's been thick. It's been hard, hasn't it? With everything that's gone on and it feels like a chaotic kind of darkness, you know? um, of, from, from Paris to refugees, to things that are really matter in our world from, you know, more reports of third world poverty and hunger. And, and at, there are moments where you feel like, where is the light? Where is the light in all this? And you want so badly to sort of grapple on and, and, and believe that light and love are coming, but then you have news report after news report. And, um, Haven't we all been there in that moment, feeling that darkness? And and that's just compounded by the the kind of stress that we all feel around the holidays. Um, I'm amazed uh, doing this work as a pastor, like how much pain and hurt people tell me goes on in our families. And just the stress of like getting together during the holidays, like even calendaring it with my family. It's like this should not be this hard, right? Are you with me on that? and um and we all experience that darkness and that pain and i think it's remarkable that um we live in a culture that is sort of instantaneous you know quick fix and we're supposed to like put on our happy faces for christmas day and it's supposed to be amazing right but we all know that that's just not how it is we live we live with chaos and we live with darkness and pain and ache a deep ache of being human but we also live with that deep joy. We live with road construction crews that write the sun is coming on a sign to remind you that there is hope, there is love. And the thing that Advent, this journey towards Christmas teaches us um, is, is that we must wait beyond the obvious, beyond what the newspapers tell us and beyond what is on the surface of all our life. There is a deeper groundswell. There is this bubbling, rich, deep love underneath the surface of our lives. And so Advent teaches us to slow ourselves down, to learn to wait, to learn to listen to those beautiful songs of Christmas, uh, that that haunting Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us, to learn that um, not everything we see in the newspapers and on the surface is what's deeply going on, to learn that people are more than we think they are. Even, Even in our our judgments and our stereotypes, people are always more, people will always surprise us, people will always do things that are totally unexpected. Um, that's what the story we celebrate at Christmas is, right? The Ebenezer Scrooges who find this way to love, you know? The Kevin McAllisters of the world who find that you actually do need your family. Um, and on and on and on, these great Christmas stories that we tell are all part of this glorious love that we celebrate. So Isaiah, coming from a rich history of oppression and, and um, persecution, these, these, these Jewish people living with the reality that things aren't good all the time, this poet asks us to hold on, asks us to remember that goodness is coming, that this is the God who injects and infuses grace into all that there is. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And then the beautiful end of the poem, the everlasting light will shine on you. And so as you make this couple day journey towards Christmas day, I think it's important to remember a couple things. Remember to give yourself that grace to be easy with yourself, to slow down. Remember that uh, in the rush to get everything perfect, remember to laugh, remember to be easy in the season and just say, if we don't have everything that we had hoped for, it's okay. We have each other. We have the gift of light that is coming. Remember also that um, when we wait and when we're unsettled with everything, allow the mystery just to be present to you. You know, our, our world, that, that quick fix and that easy answer, and that, uh, I noticed that all of us, we're sort of quick to problem solve in our culture, right? And that's sort of the best of the American spirit, the pragmatic spirit, and I love that. But then there are some times um, where problems aren't solved so easily. And Christmas reminds us to slow down and allow the mystery to surround us. Allow us to be okay that things don't come quickly And allow that mystery to to be something beautiful for us. And then lastly, to remind yourself that that transformation, this, this changing ourselves and becoming the person that we ought to be and we want to be, it takes time. Much of human growth is slow. It takes time for all the neurons and neuroscience of our mind to make that change to be more patient, to be more loving. And I find that um, it is so incredible in a family when we want to be that patient person and we want to be sensitive and loving to our kids, but when we could just name, oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxiety right now that things aren't all done, it diffuses it in our families, right? We can learn to be more gracious to each other when we say, okay, I've got all this work that needs to get done, but I really wanna be present, but I'm feeling this tension. And just naming it with each other can be such an act of grace, an act of love. And so we hold on through this Advent season. We hold on to this beautiful scripture because we know that a song in the dark is coming. We know that we celebrate the power of a child in a manger that reminds us that power is much deeper than the appearance of things. Mighty empires have fallen from this small child that comes in the manger. But as we wait for that celebration, we remind ourselves of these words from the poet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. The everlasting light will shine on you. Will you pray with me? God, I pray that each one of us here will experience the everlasting light shining on us this Christmas. I pray that in this moment and through these beautiful poetic words, we will hear your hope, hear hear your deep mystery, hear you shaping and forming our hearts to be people of greater and deeper love. Thank you for this time together. Amen.